welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. It's the holiday seasons. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and we have just one more radio show for you for this festive time of the year, so it's a late Christmas present for you, but hopefully everyone had a wonderful holiday season. We're going to be talking about the films Pitch Perfect 3, Digimon Adventures Try, and The Post. Also, we'll be talking about Octonauts Season 1. Right now, we're going to start the show with the wonderful Talia talking about the third installment on one of the most ARCA-compelling series yet this season, Pitch Perfect 3. Thank you so much, Talia, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love it when you're hosting. Oh, well, thank you very much. I can't. I love to be hosting during this time. So, Talia, I have seen all the Pitch Perfect films except for the third one because I have been very busy during this holiday season. So, lay it to me straight. What did you think about this film? I think it's the best one out of the three. I mean, this one is just so funny the music is always just fantastic in all these films but i feel like they just brought it to the next level in this they kind of just wanted to go out with a bang on this film it was it was very funny i loved it a lot now i love me some pitch perfect it's kind of a guilty pleasure i love the first one and the second one anna kendrick is one of my favorite actresses of all time and she just always is amazing so i'm testing a bit about what made this one different from the other two films well, I feel like now the girls aren't, re- they aren't in college anymore. So they're kind of in the real life. They're dealing with more realistic situations. And so I feel like it's interesting because they haven't seen each other in a while. So now they're coming back. They kind of, there's just a new dynamic, basically. And this one also deals with some instrument music now, which they are very unfamiliar with since they are an acapella group. So I feel like they're just dealing with kind of more real-life situations, which is really interesting. Using instruments, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of having an acapella group? I know. I was a bit disappointed, honestly. But the thing is that, so basically they're just in this competition for the USO, which is like the United Service Organization. And so the other people who they're competing with have instruments, but they don't use instruments, which I'm very happy about. Okay, all right, so they, they don't need instruments to show how wonderful they are. Yes, So, exactly. tell us a little bit about the the musical performances in here, because not only do we have the amazing group of our, all of our favorite girls from the last film, such as, like, of course, Anna Kendrick, Robert Wilson, and Britney Snow, but, like, what about some of the other performance, performers in here? Because usually we get sometimes a rival group against the the girls. Um, oh yeah, like the other groups, they weren't, they did like a couple performances. For example, they had this like fantastic riff off, which they've constantly been having in all these films. And definitely the other groups are extremely intimidating. There's like a group of all, all girls, which I like, and they use instruments though. And you know, they're good, but I feel like the Bellas are the best. I mean, no one could beat them. Of course, the Bellas are the best. So what would you say is your favorite scene in this film? I feel like my favorite scene is probably when Fat Amy, who's 
Rebel Wilson, who's absolutely hilarious. She goes onto this boat and she just fights a bunch of guys. And it is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in any of the films. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Right. You know, it's not a pitch perfect movie without Fat Amy and it sense it's just she's always manages to get a laugh for me every single time. The last film, Pitch Perfect Two, when she's confessing her love to uh, to one to one of the boys, it's just ah, uh, she's just cracks me up all the time. So I'm glad that she's back. So, what would you say is what makes this film maybe unique from the other films? Because of sequels are very hard to, you know, try to recapture the magic. And what do you feel like this film succeeds in doing? I feel like this film, well, first of all, they bring in the two girls, Jessica and Ashley, who are in the Bellas, who I barely remember from both of the films. They have basically just like no lines in any of the films. But in this film, it's funny how they're kind of playing with that. And so that's like really unique. And they're pretty like important in this film, actually. And so I really enjoyed that. And I also thought that just like the way that they filmed this movie is, like, beautiful. I mean, it just, like, looks so aesthetically pleasing. I feel like it flows extremely well. The plot line is just great. And there's honestly no boring parts in this film. There's a lot more fighting, I've noticed, and there's a lot more dirty jokes. I mean, they're pretty famous for having some dirty jokes here or there, but there's kind of a lot more in this film. So I feel like it's just more adult-like in a way like more adults will will kind of drift to this film more just because it's kind of directed more to adults i believe yeah the, the pitch perfect films does have a bit of it's of course raunchier humor but it's always sometimes but it always is complemented with great musical numbers and just as you just said aesthetically pleasing shots to create a put on a entertaining show you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. This show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 1. We're going to continue the show talking about that show. Also, we're going to be talking about Digimon Adventures Try. And also, we're going to be talking about the film The Post. We're going to continue talking to Talia about Pitch Perfect 3. So, Talia, tell us a bit about one of your favorite characters. Because you do have an array of wonderful actresses in this film. And, well... Well, you gotta pick your favorite. My favorite has to be Fat Amy. I mean, she's just so funny. Rebel Wilson is absolutely hilarious. Uh, she's like honestly the comedy relief that definitely the film needs when it gets a bit serious. And she's just such like a blunt and lovable character. And you know, she just always makes this, these movies like just a little bit greater than they they are already. Again, it's not pitch perfect about that Amy. So she's she's kind of the glue that brings the group together. So that's fantastic. Now, just out of curiosity, is there going to be a pitch perfect pitch perfect four? And if not, do you feel like this is a one? Did you think this was a good conclusion to the series? Oh, hopefully there's going to be a four. But I mean, I've read that if this movie just makes, you know a lot of money hopefully they'll make another one but if this is a trilogy i feel like it's a perfect way to kind of end the girls adventures it ends in a very beautiful and sentimental way well perfect now when it's all said and done sometimes you just have to watch a movie and at the end you just ask yourself 
what have we learned? So what is the message of this film? I feel like the, the true message is just that, you know, family isn't always like blood relatives. You can find a family wherever you go and family will always follow you. They'll always be there for you. They'll always have your back. So I feel like that's, that's really the true theme because the Bellas have, you know, they came, they didn't really like each other in the beginning. Then they formed this amazing friendship and bond. And now in this film, they're truly becoming a family. That's sweet. It's actually a nice little warm message for the holidays. So, Talia, what are other things that made this film unique to you that you enjoyed about? I mean, I feel like the most unique thing about like just any Pitch Perfect film in general is the music. I mean, they're constantly um, just picking up popular songs, and I'm just like, oh, I know that song, I know that song. And everybody's just kind of humming along to it. So I feel like that's really unique. Um, thing about this film and also another really unique thing is that DJ Khaled made a cameo which I absolutely love because I love him and he's just really funny so I thought that was really hilarious actually that he was in this film so yeah this is just a very unique film I really liked it and that was a good point the Pitch Perfect team always usually gets sometimes a cameo like last time we got Snoop Dogg this time we got DJ Khaled is there, are there any other cameos that you can share without spoiling all of them Ooh, um, actually, I John Lithgow, I think I'm saying his name right, he was actually in it, and I was like, whoa, okay, because you know, I've seen a couple films with him, and I thought it was really interesting how he was in it. Love John Lithgow, one of my, such a hilarious actor, love Good Rock with Sun, so that's so cool he's in there too. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Charlie, for talking about Pitch Perfect. How many stars did you give it, and what did you say is the age recommendation? Definitely five out of five stars. This was probably the best Pitch Perfect film I've ever watched. And I recommend this film for ages 8 to 18. And obviously adults will love it as well. Well, I can't wait to go check it out. And you should go check it out too because it's in theaters now. Thank you so much, Charlie, for talking about it. Thank you so much for having me, Keeper. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back from the break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi, Octonaut Season 1, and Digimon Adventure Try. Right now we're going to be talking to the wonderful Jolene about Octonauts Season 1. Thank you so much, Jolene, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So, Jolene, tell me a little bit about Octonauts, because this, of course, is the Disney Junior show, and now it's on, the, the Season 1 collection is now on DVD. So, tell us a bit about what you think of the show in this season. In this season, and like in all other Octonaut films, I think the animation is really great. It's like really simplistic, but it still shows you a lot. I really like the storylines of the episodes because they they um, teach lots of valuable lessons that can sometimes be overlooked. And I think um, Octonauts is just like a really great show to show to young kids. Yeah, uh, when I was the thing is, so I have little, little niece and nephews, and sometimes I see Octonauts, or sometimes I watch it regularly. Don't judge; I'm 17 years old and I watch Disney Junior. <laughs> But uh, it's, it's an interesting show because you get to learn about what I think is the most interesting part of our world, which is under the sea. And you get to learn about everything and the mysteries and the creatures in there. So it's it's a great show to teach that because I think this the ocean is one of the most fascinating parts of the world. So what did you, what was some of the like, most interesting facts you learned about the deep sea? I think in one of the episodes... I learned that this lemon shark, the only way he gets around is by smelling. So I actually didn't know that some types of sharks were blind. So the only way he could get home was by smelling the water. And I thought it was really cool that water had scent, like you could smell in the water. So that's one of the interesting things I learned. The more you know, rainbow and star glam by the screen right now. That's fantastic. I love those. Again, I don't know about you. I love learning like little facts like that about the deep sea. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's some people think like, oh, you're never going to use that information. One day, I am going to fall into the sea, and I will know that lemon sharks can smell me. So, jokes on them. So, <laughs> Jolene, what would you say is your favorite episode in the collection you saw? Um, I think my favorite episode was the one where Quasi, the the pirate-like cat, he's one of the octonauts, and he was going like going through the reef, just like um, test driving his new vehicle, and then um, a storm was coming along, so he had to like help any sea creatures that got like swept up, and then this baby lobster got swept up by the current. And Quasi saved him and brought him back to his family. And they were, like, super happy. And they are like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And Quasi felt good inside. And then after that, Quasi crashed his um, little vehicle thing. And then the crab family came back and saved him. And then everyone was safe 
in time for the storm to come. This is like an adorable episode. Um, yeah. why, why is that your favorite episode? Um, because just the message of like, uh, what do good to others, what you want them to do to you, like the golden rule. Because like yes. Quasi helped the lobster family, and then they helped him in return. They helped each other, so now everyone's safe. That's adorable. I love again cute little messages like that. Always are fun to teach kids. You're listening to coming kids first coming attractions. I'm your host keeper Blakesley. This show is sponsored by Octonauts season one, and we're going to continue the show talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi and also Digimon Adventure Tribe. Right now, we can continue our conversation with the wonderful Jolene about Octonaut Season 1. Now, in this DVD collection, overall, what do you feel like is like the main theme, I would say, about of Octonauts? Um, I don't think there really is like a main theme, like in terms of mess the like morals and message. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a main theme. I feel like they just, I feel like they just teach everything, and then at the end of it, they um, they have this thing called a creature report, and then um, it's like where they sing a song giving you facts about one of the creatures that they help during the episode, and um, so yeah, they teach valuable, different kinds of valuable messages. And they give you facts at the end of the episode. So I think it's really cool that you can learn learn actual facts of the ocean and morals at the same time in one episode. One episode. What a steal. Yeah, yeah. the creature report. Creature report. 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 See? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> of course. I haven't seen it, of course. But, um, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> hard. Uh, so... What would you think? You mentioned in there about the adorable animation, which it is. Tell us a bit more about what you thought of the animation and how it appeals to kids. Um, the animation, it's like really, it's really cute. I don't know any other word to explain it. Um, it's really simplistic, so it's like not a lot to take in, but it's still like, you can still see a lot from it. You can still see, like, the details on the animals, but it's not like, oh, my gosh, it's so real. It's, it's like a cute cartoon, and it's a cute cartoon. The way they, I mean, the way the sharks move and the animals and the fish, that seems pretty realistic to me, the way, like, they swim around. And I feel like they make it realistic so that you can see how fish swim, actually, and how the lobsters move. Um, the only thing that's, like, weird to me is um how the animals that they chose to be underwater are like land animals so for example a cat lives underwater the bear lives underwater the penguin i can understand why they put a penguin under there but they even have vegetable characters so i mean it's pretty cute that they have some variety i still think it's pretty nice the animation well, the animation matches the kind of feeling of it. It's it's cute. It's adorable. It's darling, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's got some. It's colorful enough just to entertain the kids, and that's fantastic. So, why do you feel like this this show is like? What makes this a good show for quality television for kids? Um, it it teaches young kids like 
good messages, like I said, good morals, and gives you, like, facts that can help you, like, in the future, like, if you're going to take a test or something, or you just want some, like, cool facts to know. And the storylines are really, I like the storylines, they're pretty interesting to me. Just overall, I feel like this, it would teach kids a lot of things, and I feel like this is a show that kids could benefit a lot from it, and it's not like a show that your parents would force you to watch because it's educational. I feel like the kids would watch it on their own, like even me. Well, thank you so much, Jolene, for talking about it. Oh, by the way, how many stars would you give this collection, and what would you say is the age recommendation? I give it five out of five stars because it's amazing. And I recommend it for the ages of three to ten, maybe even to twelve because, like, I liked it. So, I... Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jolene, for talking about it. Thank you for interviewing me. You're very welcome. This DVD packet is out on DVD now, so it's a perfect stocking stuffer, even though the stockings have already been stuffed. Late Christmas present. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. This show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley. And we just got done talking about Octonauts Season 1. And we're now going to continue the show talking about Dooza's Giant Gingerbread House. And right now we have the wonderful Talia back in action talking about Digimon Adventures Try. Thank you so much, Talia, for being back. So, uh, I hear you're a newbie to the Digimon fandom. And this film is uh, direct-to-DVD. And also you can go check it out on Fathom Events if you want to see it on the big screen. But uh, tell us a bit about what this film installment does to the Digimon franchise. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so this is right now the third film in the franchise. And so um, basically just following up with Ty and his friends. And so it picks up right after the last film. And so right now there's an infection going around that um, 
is kind of harming the Digimons. And so now they're quarantined in hopes that maybe someone could figure out what's happening. And so, but sadly, there's some like indications that the Digimon might have the infection. Yeah, so this is basically just following up right after the second film. There's not much time that has passed from the second and this one. So tell me a bit about, since you're new to the, the franchise and it is a pretty big fan base, fan base the Digimon um, fandom. So were you confused when you first saw it or were you able to pick up the pieces pretty quickly? I was definitely very confused when I first saw this film. So um, I have not, I actually, I've heard about Digimon before. Just a couple friends have kind of mentioned it to me. But um, once I got this film, I just went right into it. I just kind of dove into this film. And so it took me a while to figure out who Leomon was, who's this major, major character, and who's actually a Digimon, who I did not realize was a Digimon until like 30 minutes into this film. So definitely I should have watched the first and second. I think it will just, I definitely recommend if you are starting with this film, I, I believe that you should just kind of rewind a little bit go to the first one, the second one, because very important things especially happen in the second one. For example, Leomon goes rogue in the second one, which basically is like the main plot line in this film. So I was very confused, but I kind of read a little bit about the past films. And once I kind of read a little bit, got an understanding of the characters more, it was definitely a lot easier to understand what was happening in the third one. Well, that's good. So it, it took you a little bit to get into it, but um, afterwards, did you? Um, how did you enjoy the film after you kind of got into the whole universe of Digimon? I absolutely loved it. I think it's just such a creative idea to have, like, just these like these fun characters who are kind of internet-based. I just think it's a really cool concept. And personally, I haven't watched very many anime films. And um, since I wasn't very a big Pokemon fan, I'm sorry, Pokemon fans out there, but I definitely think that this this franchise is very interesting. I really like it. And I, per, so I haven't watched very many anime films, but this one I absolutely adored. It was so cute. I loved it a lot. Well, I, I remember watching a little bit of the show and then watching one of the films. I think it was the first Digimon film. And I didn't get much into it, but it's good to see that something that the fan base is is loyal, and that it's still making films to this day. So tell us a bit about the animation, because of course the animation style for Digimon, at least, is very unique. Yeah, it's definitely extremely unique. I feel like the Digimon are just drawn very beautifully. I can tell that they just spend a ton of time just kind of thinking of these characters, making sure they're exterior designs match perfectly with their personalities and yeah and I can just really tell a lot of time went into it they look very special and especially the character's eyes I feel like that's a very big part of like who they are because I feel like just a lot of emotion can just be portrayed and just looking at their eyes it's pretty it's pretty neat you gotta love anime and their and the eyes they do they always have the biggest and most expressive eyes. That's just one of the things that anime animators just do beautifully. It's perfect. So um, tell me a bit, little bit about the some of the characters in here and what maybe one of your favorite characters are. Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like there's the characters, there's some very serious characters and there's some like really cute and adorable characters. But I feel like 
My favorite duo, I would say, is like Padamon, who's played by Anna Carduna, Carduno, hopefully I'm saying this right, and TK, which is Johnny Bosch. And they're just, I just absolutely love them so much. But I feel like Padamon is my favorite character. I mean, he's just such a cute Digimon. I mean, like the way that they portray this Digimon is just so adorable. And just um, the personality of it is just amazing. I love I love that character. Ah, sounds adorable. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 1. We're going to continue the show talking about Doozer's Giant Gingerbread House, but we're going to finish our conversation with Talia about Digimon Adventure Try. So, Talia, what would you say is, because Digimon also has cute, adorable characters, but also it's, it's not Digimon about action. And is there some action in this film? And if so, what did you think about it? Um, actually, I feel like there is not a lot of action until towards the end of the film. It's kind of very mellow, which I was a bit surprised. But um, I feel like just a lot went down in the past films that they kind of just wanted to start up with this film a little bit calmer. So honestly, this there, I was a bit disappointed by that a little bit, but... Um, Overall, I feel like definitely went out with a, like a pretty big bang in the end, and there was a lot of fighting at the end. But, I mean, overall, there wasn't too much fighting, though. Interesting. I was thinking it would be a bit more action-oriented because the Digimon does have some pretty good action. But sounds that's interesting. Now, what would you say is the message of this film? I feel like the the message or the theme in this film is definitely just to kind of accept your past and and because okay so basically in like the last film some characters felt like they were responsible for some things that happened for like Leomon going rogue but I feel like a lot of times in this film they're trying to explain that it's okay like you made a mistake it's not your fault and kind of just accepting your mistakes I feel like that's the true theme it's good it sounds like a very good theme now Talia would you watch more Digimon films because of this film? Yeah, I would. I'm definitely into it now. I would definitely watch more films. Hopefully, they just come out with more. But yeah, I felt like it was funny. It was cute, and you know, I always thought that like these types of anime films were more directed for younger audiences. But I absolutely loved it. I I thought it was great. Yeah, that's well. A lot of anime shows though, can be geared to like teenagers too, because not only that, you got Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, of course, and you know it's just great that these shows can just be given to a wide range of audiences. Now, what would you say is the age recommendation for this film? Um, I would recommend this film for ages seven to seventeen. Yeah, definitely. And how many stars would you give this film as well? I give this a five out of five stars. I just felt really connected to the characters and I really wanted to know the ending, which I think is great. And um, the animation is absolutely stunning too. So. Any final words you have for this film? Um, yes. Again, definitely. If you are thinking of watching this, just go back, kind of either read it up a little bit about Digimon or just watch the other films. But yeah, you'll, you'll everything. I feel like everybody will really like this film. It's really great. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking about Digimon Adventure Try, Talia. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Keeper.
This film is out now. Go check out Fathom Events to go see it on the big screen. Tickets are on sale now. With that said, I am your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 1. Let's take a break. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we're going to finish out this show talking about Deuce's giant gingerbread house with the wonderful izzy thank you so much for being on the show izzy um thanks for the opportunity of course well Let's talk about Deuce's Giant Gingerbread House. This is a direct-to-DVD show featuring the characters from the Muppets Fraggle Rock, the Deuces. So tell us a bit about what you thought of this show. I thought that this show was about teamwork and engineering, and if you use more people, it can go faster. And yeah. So, what did you think? What um, what would you think is your favorite part about this show? Um, well, I like the they have to they had to like try a bunch of different try a bunch of different things, and I love gingerbread, so I liked the part when they made the gingerbread house, and it was kind of just fun. Now that's always a tradition in my household. Gotta make the gingerbread houses. You make it. It takes hours of making it beautiful and perfect, and then you marvel at it for five minutes, and then yum, 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 yum. It's gone, just like that. Beauty can only last so long. I, like, smashed mine. <laughs> Smash yours. Ooh, that's a bit. That's that's some renovation right there. Honey, I think we need to take down this wall. I feel like we need an extra room. Pow. Eat that gingerbread house. It's delicious. So um, tell us a bit about what the show is about before we get much um, too into it. Well, the show is about um, four doozers, Spike, Molly Bolt, Daisy Wheel, and Flex in a little group. And they have to kind of engineer stuff and work together to make it totally perfect. Well, 
sounds like a very fun show about, well, teamwork and creating, which is part of the children. So tell us a bit about what you thought of the animation in this show. I thought the animation was nice, cute, and simple. And, yeah, I thought it was nice and it was kind of soft, like the way they did it. Soft. Hmm, that sounds adorable. And it is like a cute little adorable show because you got these little characters creating gingerbread houses and everything. It's just they're adorable. So what would you say is your favorite episode in the DVD collection you watched? Um, I watched all of them, but my favorite was the gingerbread house. And why was that your favorite episode? Uh, the gingerbread house. You want to elaborate more on why you liked it because of the gingerbread house? Oh, yes. Um, I like the concept of making a giant gingerbread house, and I also like that they had to try a lot of things. And I love gingerbread, and I just, I love that one most. Mm. Because of those. What did you think about the other episodes? Other episodes? Daisy Wheel on Ice was cool because it's a nice way to kind of help people to get on ice. And I liked the idea of making, like, an ice skating dress because it was it could help you get on ice and, but, and not fall, but it could also, you could just wear it because it, it was a dress and it, you could just wear it because, you know, you wear a dress. So, yeah. so this show, Lisa's DVD collection, is perfect for the holiday season because it's about making gingerbread and skating on ice. Do you think? Um, do you think it's a perfect thing to show for the holiday season? Yes, I think it's great for the holiday season. Wonderful! You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Octonauts Season One. We're going to continue this show talking about Deuce's Giant Gingerbread House. So, Izzy, what would you say is your favorite character in the show? Um, my favorite character was Molly Bolt because she's she kind of takes the lead sometimes, and she's good at she's good at engineering. And she, her father and mother are two people that are creative because one's a bakery person, and you can do a lot of things with like breads and cakes and stuff and so that's kind of that kind of helps you be a little creative and the same with her mom because her mom's uh like a home model designer and she makes houses so that kind of helps you be creative in a way of modeling houses and stuff awesome like an adorable little character so what would you say is the age recommendation for this show I would say it's from it's from one to five years old, because for older kids they may already know these lessons, but for younger kids it's actually better for them to watch it because they might not. Oh, that sounds pretty cute. Well, it's it sounds like a very adorable show, and of course teaching kids about ingenuity and working together, and of course you can never go wrong with Jim Henson's company. They always create such the most warm-hearted like material for kids and you know you got them for what they create now I know because i've actually been to the jim henson's studio oh wonderful and did um did you see anything about the deuces at the jim henson studios no but i did see i actually had an interview with some of the puppets oh fantastic and what kind of things did you talk about uh well we kind of just talked about my favorite songs and my favorite movies and they were really friendly
I can only imagine. I mean, that's fantastic. You got to go to Jim Henson's studio. I mean, it's a fantastic studio full of, of course, some of the greatest puppeteers of the world there. I just want to say, uh, going back to Jesus, uh, what do you feel like makes this a Jim Henson like production? Like, what makes Jim Henson's company like a fantastic company to you? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of like nice characters that I guess like kind of made him burst his imagination or something. They're just like a you could smash together a bear and a deer or something. They just like smashed everything up and made like well, for example, a three inch tall little creature like a doozer. So anything, honestly, anything. Yeah, they they're quite imaginative and they really create some the most interesting and unique characters from puppets to animation. They're just fantastic. So tell us a bit about uh, before we we go off and tell us a little bit about your what makes this a great show for kids? Well, I mean, there's a lot of good messages. Because, like, y you have to eat healthier because they make fruit on the gingerbread house. And you, if you work together, it's it'll be great. Or, and it's about engineering, so kids can learn how to engineer better. And if maybe, like, if their future is to be if they want to be a person who makes a house or makes a movie, this would be good for them to watch at a young age because that, if that's what they want to be when they grow up, this could maybe help influence them. Well, it's a perfect message for kids and very important, might I add. So thank you so much, Izzy, for talking about Doozer's Gingerbread House. You're welcome. This DVD collection is out on Amazon and Target and be sure to go buy the DVD out now, Doozer's Giant Gingerbread House. With that said, you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Thank you so much for listening. This is our 295th show. We are five shows away from being on our 300th, so make sure to check us out for that. Thank you so much for going on this journey with us on Kids First Coming Attraction for the past year in 2017. To go check out our latest reviews and DVD releases, go check out our website, www kidsfirst.org. Also check out our YouTube channel, Kids First on YouTube, to check out our latest reviews and a covering of events. This has been quite an eventful year for Kids First, and we are very excited to see you in 2018. Thank you so much for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. See you in 2018. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>